Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host, El Ray, discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with The Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Mushy mushy, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, The Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined today by El Ray. How are you doing, El Ray? Doing good, thank you. Ahoy hoy, everybody. Um, <clears throat> so, I have a little frog in my throat, guys. Don't worry, it's not the Rona. I can guarantee that. Yeah, it's not the Rona. It's, it's been verified. So, if I, if I clear my throat a little, don't worry, guys. I'm not... I'm not that sick. <laughs> so uh, today we are here to talk about uh, the next episode of The Simpsons, which is <clears throat> the season three, episode seven. I'm sorry. Uh, the official is six. Or unofficial would be five. But the official, uh, if you have the DVD, uh, it is episode number six, and it is called Like Father, Like Clown. And the original air date was October 24th of 1991. All right. So we're going to start off with our traditional chalkboard and couch gags. The The chalkboard gag was pretty solid. Yeah, it was clever. This one. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so we have <clears throat> Bart up at the chalkboard, and he's writing... I will finish what I start. Yeah, STA. That's all yeah, you get. He didn't really finish what he started. Exactly. It just kind of trailed off. It was a nice little gag. The couch gag. The Simpsons family all jump on the couch, except for Bart. Mm -hmm. And then Bart kind of do, do, does like a swan dive onto their laps. Yeah, kind of poses on them. Yeah, he, then, he strikes a pose. Yeah, so he's just laying on top of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty Bart-centric gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a change. It's a change. Yeah. It's not one of my favorites, but... The, Still something we hadn't seen yet. Yeah, it's, this is another one we hadn't seen. <clears throat> so, uh, this episode starts at the set of the Krusty the Clown show. And uh, here we have uh, Krusty. This is kind of like a, a parody of... Uh, Bozo? Yeah. Yeah. Bozo the Clown, right? Mm -hmm. He is throwing axes at Sideshow Mel. Yes. Right? Isn't Sideshow Mel is strapped on to a, to a, I guess, to the wall. Yeah. You can see he's quaking in fear. Yeah. There's already axes <clears throat> landed around him. So. Yeah. And, uh, Bar uh, of course, uh, Krusty announces that this is his last axe, and he throws it, and it hits Mel. Yeah. But luckily... With the blunt end, the, not the sharp end. <laughs> yes, the blunt end hits him, not the sharp end. So we got a nice thunk. Yeah, it's, it's still, uh, he still looks really concussed. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> looks out of it. And we had uh, Corporal Punishment have to carry him, right? Yep. So he's, uh, at the end, Krusty is thanking everyone, including um, um, Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment... Uh, Gina Ballerina, and this is the first time I've seen Gina Ballerina. Yeah, I don't remember. 
we haven't seen her. And Gina Ballerina is uh, not your typical ballerina. Yes. Yeah, not not at all. Kind of what Krusty would want to see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then and also from Knott's Landing, he says, Miss Donna Mills. And he says they have to apologize to her for some reason. Yeah. God knows what they did to her. And uh, just for the younger ones out there, if you don't know what Knott's Landing is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is an old... What, 80s, 90s? 80s and, yeah, 80s mainly. Maybe late, early 90s, too. Yeah, soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, on prime time, though. It was on prime time. Yeah, it was one of those with, like, what, Young and the Restless and all those. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, wait, 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 wait. I'm, no, no, because Young and the Restless is daytime. That's daytime. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. Not right. landing was prime time. There you go. It was airing with the big boys there for years. Anyway, and he starts to sing the song, and as soon as the cameras are shut off, he instantly becomes depressed. And we have his secretary, uh, who is called Miss Pennycaddy. This is kind of like a, a reference to James Bond. I don't know, is it? Because isn't one of the uh, villains Miss Pennyfinger or something like that? I think you might be right. I don't. I wouldn't know for sure. I'm pretty rusty on my James Bond. Yeah, me too. I, I have to refer to one of my uh, to my uh, compadre. He's a big uh, James Bond fan. Well, let he, us know. <clears throat> we I, all know out there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll bring it up next episode. I'll bring it up next episode. Uh, and as he's walking to his dressing room, she is going through his agenda, and he's canceling all of his appointments. Right. And he says, and including here is a thank you dinner he's scheduled to have with Bart. Uh, if you remember from season one, when Bart saved Krusty from going to prison. Yes. This is the yearly dinner that's always been planned to happen, but never actually has. Yes. Because right. Krusty keeps canceling them. Exactly. And then we go back to the Simpsons house and Maggie. But real quick before we get yeah. into that, I do like how Krusty has that moment of where he remembers that Bart saved him and he smiles oh. and then he just heel turns. Castle it. Yeah. <laughs> that was well, yeah. He had those fond memories and he didn't really care. Yeah. So again, back to the Simpsons home. All right. Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite visual gags of this episode because we have Maggie uh, imitating Santa's little helper and she dunks her head in his water dish and starts to drink. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> poor Maggie. Anyway, so at this point, uh, Miss Penny Candy calls to inform Marge that Krusty has canceled for the fifth time. And she's assuring him that something really important came up because, you know, Marge is like, he's breaking Bart's heart. And he's yeah. like, oh, I can assure you, ma'am, that something really important came up. And we, then we... Yeah, we, we cut to Krusty and he's scrubbing in the shower. He's just like, ew, mildew. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, not exactly the world's most important task going on. Yeah, I mean, like, would you rather eat dinner or clean the mildew off your bathtub yes if you're really trying to avoid the dinner do anything but yeah yeah no, i have a hard time doing that yeah no that's not one of my top 10 things of ways to have fun at all anyway we we cut to bart's room and 
he is really, really cheery, and he's talking to Milhouse. He's like, okay, Milhouse, how many crusty autographs should I put you down for? Milhouse says, a hundred. Bart says, consider it done. And he is singing, uh, this could be the start of something big. And he, as he's doing this, he's uh, splashing yeah, his he's face. Getting ready. He's getting ready for the dinner. He's putting his crusty cologne on. Right, he puts on a nice little suit and everything like that, and he's ready for dinner. He, you know, apparent. But you think about it. Apparently, he's done this four other times. <laughs> yes, yes, he has. Uh, did you notice the warning labels on the crusty uh, cologne? No, I didn't see that. Either. Yeah, it was like um, warning: uh, using a well ventilated area, <laughs> uh, do not apply uh, liberally on skin. It might cause burn stuff like that. But you know, Krusty. Krusty and his uh, faulty products. Yeah, yeah. He'll endorse anything. Anyway, so <clears throat> he then goes downstairs and he's still singing and he's dressed for the occasion. And Marge gives him the bad news Krusty isn't coming. Again. And at this point, he gives up on Krusty. Yes. Took a lot. It sounds like it took a lot, but yes, Bart finally gives up on Krusty. He goes up to his room and he is going to write a strongly worded letter to Krusty. It says, Dear Krusty, this is Bart Simpson. Krusty buddy number 16302, respectively, respectfully returning his badge. I always suspected that nothing in life mattered. Now I know for sure. Get bent. Signed, Bart Simpson. <laughs> and meanwhile, we cut over to Krusty, who's looking at a like an advertisement for one nine hundred sex chat, which he calls. He does, and the voice answered, "You've reached the party line. In a moment, you'll be connected to a hot party with some of the most beautiful uh, women in the world. Now, let's join the party." And the screen cuts, and it's got. It's split in five ways, and there's five men. So you hear Krusty saying hello, and then another man saying hello, another man saying hello, and then Apu, Apu is, is the only is the only other recognizable character, and he's like, "Are there any women here?" Yes, and Krusty says hello again, getting frustrated. Are Are you a beautiful woman? And Krusty says, "Do I sound like a beautiful woman?" It is awesome, <laughs> raspy voice. Yep, and Apu says. This is not a hardy, as hot a party as I anticipated. Yeah. So the party line is, what, five dudes in there. Yep, yep. <laughs> five lonely dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, Miss Penny Candy comes in and uh, Krusty rapidly, uh, you know, slams yeah. the phone down, right? He doesn't yeah. want to get caught She's on the party pissed. line. Yeah. Yes, Miss Penny Candy is upset. <laughs> and she shows Krusty Bart's letter. And he says, read it. And he's like, uh, oh God, he's like, crust, why? And then she just, of course, we forget that the man is illiterate. She rips the the script, I mean, I'm sorry, the script, the letter out of his hand. And she tells him that basically he has destroyed a boy's faith. Yeah. Right. Him if, uh, yeah. Faith in him, especially, right? She, yeah, she gives him the what for. She just basically says, if you don't go to this dinner and make this right, she's quit. She's, she's quitting, gone. right? And 
Krusty realizes that she's a very valuable employee, he reluctantly agrees to go. But he says, (laughs) I sure hate missing Schnaff's night at the Friars Club. (laughs) (laughs) So that was his plan. Go get hammered at the Friars Club instead of keeping his number one fan happy. As Bart walks into the house, Marge says, Bart, wipe your feet. Bart says, why bother? They'll just get dirty again. So Bart still is clearly sad and looking at the world in a very negative way. Yeah. And this is when Marge informs Bart that Krusty is coming for dinner today. This time, it's for real. And Bart says, God bless that clown. Right? Because he he restored his faith. Right? And then Bart's back to fandom. (laughs) Yep. Number one fan once again. And he rushes upstairs to get ready. Next thing we know, there is a knock at the door followed by some horn honks. The whole... Yeah. Shaving a haircut? Yeah, shaving a haircut. Uh, And uh, Homer asks, you think that's crusty? I'm like, well, who else could it be, right? Exactly, And then uh, they go up, they answer the door, and he rolls in and he starts performing instantly, right? And his entrance scares Maggie, and she runs behind Marge, and while the doorbell rings a bit again, and who do we find outside the door this time? We find uh, Milhouse dressed in a suit. Yeah, yeah, and very coincidentally dressed in a suit. And then he tells Bart, I was just in the neighborhood, and he's like, oh, is that crusty? Yeah. Yep. So, Milhouse trying to crash the party. And he manages to crash the party Mm -hmm. successfully. And next thing we know, we're in the living room, and Krusty is still putting on an act. He's on a unicycle trying to uh, juggle things and uh, honk a horn. And Bart says, Krusty, you don't have to be on tonight. And Homer says, what are you talking about? Of course he does. And Lisa (laughs) says, no, Dad, Krusty's our guest. Your pratfalls and Punchinello antics aren't necessary here. And Krusty goes, really? And Bart tells him, yeah, just to relax and be yourself. And Krusty says, oh, that's a relief. And he gets down from the unicycle and he removes a plant from his nose. And because it was attached by a suction cup, that's why he was (laughs) able to stay there when he was balancing it and juggling it. Anyway. So he pulls out of his bag a chimp. Yeah, on roller skates. Uh-huh. And he tells him, go wait in the car. And the chimp skates away. Homer's pretty upset about this. He's like, aw, we could have seen a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we know, we're at the dinner table. And Marge says, who wants to say grace? Lisa says, why don't we let our guest do it? And this is when Milhouse starts, bless us, oh Lord. Bart hits him. (laughs) What are you doing? Milhouse says, hey, while he rubs his big nose. And Bart says, Krusty is the guest that Marge meant. And this is when Krusty says, well, I'm a bit rusty, but Baruch, Atah, Adonai, Eloch, Mui, Melak, Achaloyom, Chachumoi, Lechem, Min, Racharet. And Homer's like, hee 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 he's, talk- he's talking funny talk. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, Lisa has to educate Homer. Says, no, Dad, that's Hebrew. Krusty is 
Jewish. He must be Jewish. <laughs> I like Homer's joke here. A Jewish entertainer? Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. He must really have his head in the sand if he thinks there are no Jewish entertainers. Yes. And Lisa educates him further. And she says, Dad, there's many prominent Jewish entertainers, including Lauren Bacall, Dan Shore, William Shatner, and Mel Brooks. And Homer then, says, yeah. Mel Brooks is Jewish? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Very oblivious. Uh, and at this point, Krusty starts to cry. Yeah, he just collapses. He just, and, water go on. Yeah, and Bart's like, Krusty, are you all right? And Krusty's like, yes, it's just saying the Barach. Brings back memory, brings back a lot of painful memories. The old days, my, my father. And then he just loses it. <laughs> and Homer, very insensitive, says, while he's crying, Hey, Chris, are you going to finish that meatloaf or what? <laughs> <laughs> and at this time, Lisa says, poor Krusty, he's like a black velvet painting come to life. And the Bart and the rest of the family invite Krusty to tell his story. Yeah, they kind and, of tell him, yeah. you might feel better if you talk about it. Yeah, what exactly happened? Why yeah. are you, your father like this, right? And uh, he says, my name isn't Krusty the Clown. It's Herschel Kristofsky. My father was a rabbi. His father was a rabbi. His father, well, you get the idea. Long line of rabbis. Uh -huh. And we have a flashback to his youth. And by the way, uh, doesn't the flashback kind of remind you of the Jewish side of New York here? Yes, yes. And uh, I forgot what do they call it. Um, they say where, where they're at. The Lower East Side. Lower East Springfield. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so apparently Springfield it, has a Lower East Side. <laughs> yeah. It's that big. Now it has a Lower East Side, which is predominantly Jewish. Now, yeah. Right? Because they were Hasidic Jewish, too. They yes. weren't. Yeah. They had the whole curly thing, the curly hair thing going and everything. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, we have a bunch of people uh, walking up to Krusty's dad while Krusty's walking along with him. Right, and the first guy goes, uh, should I finish college? And uh, Rabbi Christofsky goes, yes. No man is poor except he who lacks knowledge. And a woman comes up with a baby in her arms and says, Rabbi, should I have another child? And he says, yes, another child would be blessing on your house. And then another guy comes around and says, Rabbi, should I buy a Chrysler? <laughs> and then the rabbi goes, eh, could you rephrase that as an ethical question? And the guy goes, um... Is it right to buy a Chrysler? Oh, yes. For great is the car with power steering and Dynaflow suspension. <laughs> right. And it, it's uh, after all, he, Krusty sees all of these people come to his father for advice. Yeah, he's there with him the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's seen all of the respect and admiration that his father has. He asks his father if he could be a clown. Yeah. But... Uh, Rabbi Hyman Krustowski strictly forbids it. He says that um, clowns are worthless members of society. Yeah. Nobody respects yeah, they them. They don't command any respect. Uh -huh. yeah, it's, it's a dead end for Krusty, apparently. Yep. So, you know, he forbids him to be a clown. But, unfortunately for him... He said, the, yeah, he, he told his father that he wants to make people laugh. And so he says the urge was too great. And what is we, the Yeah, we see him at his uh, first yeshiva. 
And he starts impersonating his dad and every all the other kids there are laughing. But who comes and walks up behind him? His father happens to walk in. He is not he's not happy. No, he is not. And then Homer goes, Boy, you don't have to follow in my footsteps, and Bart answers. Don't worry. I don't even like using the bathroom after you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's my favorite line in the show. And, and to, before we get to this next little part here, um, Rusty's dad starts choking him. Yeah, yeah. Because of what he's doing. Very similar to... What, what Homer starts to do right now. Exactly. He starts to choke Bart also. He <laughs> says, why you little... And we see him choking Bart just not too long after... The Rabbi Kristofsky was choking out Krusty. Anyway, so Lisa says he'd like Krusty to continue with his story. And he says, my father tried to extinguish the comedy bug, but it was no use. Right. <laughs> there was a there was a point where um, Krusty's uh, dad tells him that like seltzer is for drinking not for squirting or something like that yeah and he's like knocking on the door what are you doing in there herschel you've been locked up long enough and so <laughs> we see crusty in there with his seltzer bottle and his dad finally busts the door open and he knows exactly what crusty's doing he splashes himself with yeah. his seltzer and he's like don't look at me don't look at me <laughs> it was rather dramatic i think yes. and then of course he has his oi get <laughs> crusty's dad is very upset. Yes. And then he says he got his big chance, entertaining a bunch of rabbis at the Talmudic con count conference, I'm sorry, in the Catskill Mountains. And while he was wearing his full makeup, right? Yeah. So he was pretty safe. Yeah, he felt safe. He's doing a clown routine, you know, um, he's making balloon sculptures. He makes a Star David out of that. He makes a menorah. Yeah, out of the balloons. Yeah. And he, everybody's happy. They're applauding him. And uh, Rabbi Kristofsky goes, you know, my son Herschel was first in his yeshiva class. As a matter of fact, he was voted most likely to hear God. And then another rabbi is like, oh, go on. I mean, you're exaggerating again. You're so proud of your son. And Rabbi Kristofsky goes, a rabbi would never exaggerate. A rabbi composes. He creates thoughts. He tells stories that may never have happened. But he does not exaggerate. <laughs> that's a good line. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that was a, a pretty good sequence there. Yeah. So Krusty here thinks he's, you know, he sees his father out in the crowd, but he feels safe because he's in his makeup. He's, and he's in the, at a distance. Yes. And then, uh, then he says, and then a rowdy rabbi, as he says, sprays Krusty with, of course, some seltzer. And then the clown makeup runs off of his face. There he is, exposed for who he really is. Uh, and then Rabbi Kristavi goes, Oh, Vaymir, you have brought shame onto our family. If you were a musician or a jazz singer, this I could forgive. And But he says, I have no son. He has disowned Krusty. By the way, I don't know if you noticed the continuity error here. Because when he says, I have no son, Krusty was in full face paint again. Ah, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that again. Yeah. All right, I didn't catch that one. Anyway, Krusty says he hasn't seen his father ever since that day. And then Krusty, and Bart goes, Krusty, do you think about your father a lot? 
<laughs> Krusty's answer is great. He says, all the time. Except when I'm at the track. Then it's all business. <laughs> <laughs> Krusty's such a good character. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Degenerate gambler, too. <laughs> uh, uh, somehow, Krusty has lost all, all of his senses. He cannot read the room. He's lost all of his social senses because it is now almost midnight. Yeah. Everybody is dying, trying to go to sleep. Lisa's already asleep. Uh-huh. And uh, Marge is turning off the lights. Homer and Bart and Milhouse are trying to keep uh, Krusty company while he leafs through the family photo album. Yeah, and he's looking at pictures of Bart, you know, as a kid, just making comments, trying to keep starting conversation over yeah, when Bart is learning how to swim and he's riding his bike, anything to keep going. And then he asks for any, if they have any more albums, and they say no. And then Krusty goes, So, uh, Milhouse, do you know any knock knock jokes? <laughs> and Milhouse just starts crying and says, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and Marge tells Homer to take Milhouse home. And Homer says, Gladly. And he grabs his stuff and he walks out. And then Krusty discovers the concert for Bangladesh and he pops in the videotape and we see, we hear a bunch of uh, exotic music. Yeah. Really loud exotic music. Krusty finally is saying his goodbyes. Yes. He's in the middle of the yard, and he stops, and he says, Hey, did I leave my keys inside? And Bart and Lisa immediately yell, No! <laughs> and slam the door shut, and Krusty walks away, really dejected. And it starts to rain. Next thing we know, we see him at a... Uh, adult theater. Adult theater. And he's putting in quarters so he can keep watching his... Uh, movies, and then... Well, he passes by. He, he thought about going. Yeah, yeah. And he walks into the uh, bus the bus station, and this is when he's popping the quarters in yes. so he can keep watching TV while it rains outside. Yes, guys. Once upon a time, there were TVs that were coin-operated. <laughs> I remember using one of those. It's crazy. <laughs> Nowadays, we all have TVs in our pockets. Exactly. Anyway, the TV announcer says, Academy Award uh, Playhouse now returns you to Hercules versus the Martian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's some weird just move space movie on TV about Hercules <laughs> yeah. hanging out with aliens. Yeah, the Martian's <laughs> like, welcome to our, our spaceship, mighty Hercules. <laughs> this is a... Uh, B-movie. It's got to be a, not a B-movie, man. This is a C-movie. Yeah, you're <laughs> anyway, so at this point, Krusty decides to call his dad. And the rabbi answers the phone. Hello? Hello? Anybody there? What's this? I hear the phone ring and suddenly there's nothing. I'm listening and there's no talking. Hello, mister, are you here? Why are you, Why would you call if you don't want to talk to you? And then he just hangs up. Yeah. And so... We, yeah, Krusty doesn't have the, the strength to talk to his dad. And the chutzpah. The, yeah, the chutzpah. There <laughs> and so we cut to the next day, and we're back in Krusty's show. And it's time for Itchy and Scratch. And wouldn't you know it, 
<laughs> the theme of this one is father and son. <laughs> yep, we we see uh, Scratchy and his son pitching, throwing a ball back back and forth to each other, right? And then Itchy and his son in a big combine thrasher. And so they, of course, run the combine thrasher all over Itchy and it, Scratchy and his son. And we end the show with the same way we started, but this time uh, Itchy and his son are playing catch, but they're playing it with the severed heads. Oh, Scratchy <laughs> and his son. Very, very gruesome. Yes. And of course, we get the laugh from the kids afterwards. Uh-huh. But then we cut to Krusty. And he looks, first of all, he looks like hell. Yes, he does. He looks like complete hell. He hasn't, looks like he hasn't slept in days. Yes. And then he looks at the camera and says, didn't Inchy Jr. look happy playing with his father? And didn't Scratchy Jr. look happy playing with his dad until he got run over by a thresher? And then... He starts to cry. He just completely breaks down. <laughs> ah! yep. And then they cut to commercial. Right? And... Of course, Lisa and Bart are watching this happen. And they're freaking out. They're, yeah, they, they decide they need to help. So they go <laughs> pay. Like, like what Lisa tells Bart. He's like, a man who envies our family is a man who needs help. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So they decide to pay Reverend Lovejoy a visit. I like this. I like this scene. Bart goes, Reverend Lovejoy, we need your, we need you uh, to help us find a rabbi. And Reverend Lovejoy, he's very, he, he's shocked. He said, "Well, um, before you make any rash decisions, let me just remind you that the church is changing to meet the needs of today's young Christians." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously, he's he's worried they're going to leave the flock. Yeah. <laughs> and Lisa says, "We just want to find a rabbi, Kristowski." And Reverend Lovejoy goes, Rabbi Krzysztofski? Well, I do a radio call-in show with him every Sunday night. Bart goes, really? Lisa says, I didn't know that. And to the Reverend says, gee, uh, I mention it in my sermon every week. And then Bart kind of like starts to fake it. Oh, oh, that radio show. <laughs> Lisa, oh yeah, it's all the kids talk about on Monday at school. And Reverend, <laughs> Reverend Lovejoy says, well, now you can be the coolest kids on the block and he gives them a Gabbing with God t-shirt. <laughs> and they have this uh, disgusted look. Yeah, they, they just, like, yeah we'll, we'll put them on yeah, later. Yeah. We need, you know what? We need to see if anybody has fan-made that shirt. I'm sure someone has. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good one to have, Gavin. Yeah, that would be that would be one of the rare rare T-shirts to find. If no one has it. We might have to do it ourselves. Exactly. Right. <laughs> anyway, so Bart says, "Can you give us the rabbi's address?" And Reverend Lovejoy goes, "Oh, sure thing. Let me check my non-Christian Rolodex." <laughs> Apparently, he's got a Christian and a non-Christian. <laughs> Back when people had Rolodexes too. Yep, yep, yep. For those of you who don't know what a Rolodex is. It's basically a bunch of index cards you put on a wheel and they have people's names, addresses, and phone numbers on them. Of course, now everything's on your phone. Exactly. So just an analog version of your contacts. Yep, basically. So the kids go pay Rabbi Krzysztofsky a visit. Lisa says, excuse us, Rabbi Krzysztofsky. And the rabbi is welcoming. He's like, oh, 
What can I do for you, my young friend? He's very welcome. And Bart says, we came to talk to you about your son. And then the tone changes. He just yells at him, I have no son! Slams the door. And then Bart goes, oh, great. We came all this way and it's the wrong guy. I like how the rabbi comes back. <laughs> he opens the door. I didn't mean that literally. Wow. He slams it again. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing we know, we're at, we're at KBBL Studios. And we hear the radio announcer saying, and in order to keep our broadcasting license, we devote Sunday night uh, dead time to public service show of limited appeal. And then we hear the advertisement, right? Gavin About God, sponsored by Ace Religious Supply, where they say, we don't got it, it ain't holy. <laughs> That's a good slogan. Yes, it is. <laughs> and the announcer goes on to introduce Reverend Lovejoy, Monsignor Kenneth Daly, and Rabbi Kristowski. And the announcer says, and our first caller is from Shelbyville Heights. The caller goes, yes, hi. With all the suffering and injustice in the world, do you ever wonder if God really exists? And he goes, your Reverend goes, no. And Monsignor goes, not for a second. The rabbi goes, not at all. <laughs> and then the uh, announcer goes, great, good conversation there. Our next call. <laughs> and the next call is for Rabbi Krustowski. And it's actually uh, Krusty, mm. all of you find out, because no one's talking. And of course, the rabbi goes on again. Hello? Anybody there? I hear breathing, but I don't hear talking. What's going on here? Hello, mister? Hello? Hello? <laughs> and then Krusty just hangs up. Then he, the look on Krusty's face, yeah. uh, it's just pure sadness. The rabbi is still, what is it? Some people got nothing to do but call and hang up. <laughs> I don't know that word he says. <laughs> There's all kinds of what? Meshuganism. Meshuganism. There you go. <laughs> and the next caller is none other than Bart. Yes. And Bart says, hello, my name's Dimitri. I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. My question is, if a father defies his, I'm sorry, if a son defies his father and chooses a career that makes children, millions of children happy, shouldn't the father forgive the son? And Reverend Lovejoy says, I think so. And the, uh, what did, what Monsignor. Monsignor says, yes, of course. And then we get to the rabbi. And he says... No way! Absolutely not! No! Never! Who screens these calls? Who's in charge here? There's no, there's nobody in charge. They leave a building without a people watching it. Anybody who wants can... And then the, they cut. They cut, right? Yeah. Because he is... Living. He is having... Uh, <laughs> he's having a moment. Yeah, he's having he a moment. And Bart decides to put into action a, a plan that cannot fail. Yes, so he goes to this, uh, apparently there's a store called Yils. Yep, this is the Jewish uh, comic, uh, comic prop comic shop or something like that. Uh, so uh, he has Yidl fix him up a costume. Yeah, he's got a fake beard, he's got the mustache, the, the eyebrows, eyebrows, right? And the, 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 uh, the, whole, the whole suit, yeah. the hat even. He's a total Hasidic Jew. Yep. And he says, uh, he says, Yiddle, my man, you, you've outdone yourself, right? And Yiddle is very proud of his work. Next thing we know, we see Rabbi Krustowski engaged in a discussion. And Bart pokes his head in and suggests that maybe it's time that he forgives his son. And Rabbi Krustowski says, Get out of here, little pusher. 
<laughs> <laughs> he just he just dismisses him. Yep. Like, no, he Next thing we know, we're back in the Simpson house, and Bart has taken off his hat and he's fanning himself. He's even he, I think he's only left his uh, his eyebrows his eyebrows on, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, oi, this guy's tough." <laughs> and Lisa's like, "Bart, we're we're going to have to outsmart him." And Bart's like, I don't know. He's pretty sharp. He saw right through this disguise. Yep. And so they realize that, yes, again, it's going to take a lot more effort than initially they thought. So they call up uh, Rabbi Krastowski again. And then he, and he answers the phone. He goes, he looks surprised. like, what? Saul Bellow, the Nobel Prize winning Jewish novelist? He wants to have lunch with me? Aha, it's a date. Izzy's Delhi, one o'clock. I'll be there. And so the rabbi is ecstatic at this point. Yep, he's going to meet one of his uh, Jewish heroes, yes. Saul Bellow. And on the other, <clears throat> on the other line, we have Krusty, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, he says, "The French government wants to give me the the Legion of Honor. Where do I receive this prestigious award?" Izzy's Delhi, one o'clock. Thank you, Monsieur President. And then we hear Bart just holding his nose, RFR. <laughs> so two different stories to get them to the same deli. This is their plan. Yep. And so Bart and Lisa uh, get to the deli early, and they're there in a booth hiding behind menus. Uh-huh. Right. And we we see Rabbi Krastowski walk in first. And uh, he sits down, and he looks at the menu, and the waitress goes, and for you, sir? And then he's like, okay, ah, let's see. I want a nice sandwich. But the Joey Bishop, eh, too fat. The Jackie Mason, I don't know. Sauerkraut makes me guess. Bruce Willis, I don't even like his work. What is this? Crusty the Clown? <laughs> and the waitress goes, that's ham, sausage, bacon, and a smidge of mayo. And he goes, what? On white bread. <laughs> and he is disgusted because... Oh my goodness! By the way, all of the all of those things in the yes, crusty ex- clown, exactly. pork and all. pork is yes. You don't eat pork. It's not, not, not kosher, sir. Yes, not if you're a Jew, right? No. You don't eat pork. It's not got if you're a good Jew. Three different kinds of pork on there: <laughs> sausage and bacon. Yep. By the way, uh, <laughs> did you notice who is voicing Rabbi Krastowski? No, I didn't. It is Jackie Mason himself. Ah. Right, and of course we see he has a sandwich named after him on this menu too. Uh, next thing we know, we see Krusty walking in, and he's humming the Marseille. Right, he's like, um, "Could you direct me to President Francois Mitterrand's table?" And then the waitress goes, "You think you're funny?" Krusty goes, "50 million Frenchmen can't be wrong." <laughs> And of course, there is no award, and we have to abandon this plan. Mm-hmm. And Lisa's having a realization here. She's talking to Bart, and she says, "Bart, we've, go- we've been going about this all wrong. What's the one thing that rabbis prize above anything else?" Those stupid hats. <laughs> but of course, Lisa meant knowledge, right? She says, "We're going to hit it where it hurts, right in the Jew, <laughs> the Judaica, <laughs> the Judaica." Yeah. So, next thing we know, they're at Old Springfield Library. Yes. And then we see Bart. Yeah, Lisa's studying uh-huh. a bunch of stuff here. 
And then Bart's playing with uh, one of those uh, flip books. A pop-up book. Uh, a biblical. Pop-up book. We yeah. have the uh, Noah's Ark. Yep. And we have some people that are trying to get on Noah's Ark. And we have Bart splashing him with water. He's like, look, 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 look. Oh, Noah, Noah, save us, save us. No! <laughs> so and, it was Bart getting pretty dark with the uh, biblical history. Yep. And this is when Lisa hands Bart a slip of paper. And Bart goes over to Rabbi Krastowski and he quotes the Babylonian Talmud. But the rabbi counters with the fifth commandment, which is... Honor thy father and mother. Yep. And next thing we know, we're back at the library and Lisa has come up with some dynamite stuff that... Uh, from Ram, from Rabbi Sama, uh, I'm sorry, Simon Ben Elizer, and she and Bart both exchange high fives, and Bart goes to see the rabbi in the sauna. Yes, and Bart hits him with the wisdom that uh, Lisa gave. He says, "At all times, let a man be supple as a reed and not rigid as a cedar." And we see the others that whoa, mm, mm, as they're thinking about Bart's. Uh, philosophical point and but the rabbi goes but my short learned friend the book of Joshua says you should you shall meditate on the Torah all day and night and of course the others in the room go oh yes 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 and then the guy goes all right all night <laughs> yeah all night <laughs> uh, like, really yeah, yeah all night yeah. Yeah. so Lisa is uh, asleep in the library when B uh, when Bart finds her yeah, and she's got a little piece of paper under her arm. She had written something before she uh, fell asleep. Yeah, passed out. So he goes back to see the <laughs> rabbi once more. <laughs> the rabbi, I like this, the shot of the rabbi here. He's got a little scalpel in one hand. So we know what's going on here. And there's a circumcision going on. But, yes, Bart still thinks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Bart still thinks it's appropriate to interrupt this uh, delicate uh, situation. Ceremonial yeah. procedure. Yeah. Uh, and of course uh, the rabbi isn't impressed and he tells him this isn't the time and he sends him away yep. one more visit to the library Lisa who is exhausted yes she said okay here you go Bart it's a long shot but that's all I can do without learning ancient Hebrew and Bart kind of stares at her and then she, she's like Bart I am not going to learn ancient Hebrew. <laughs> he just gave her that stare like, you really not going to learn it? Like, yeah. No. <laughs> so we're back at the park and Bart and Rabbi Krastowski are playing chess. And as Bart starts to play his final card, the rabbi is impressed because the quote was from Sammy Davis Jr. Entertainer, a Jewish entertainer. Yeah, and the, ra the rabbi goes, the candy man. And he says, well, if he, if he can think like this, maybe he does have a point, right? And he decides to make up with his son. Krusty still doesn't know about this. Though. Yeah, he doesn't. He's still in his, you know, in his funk. Yep, he's doing his show, but he's not being his usual enthusiastic self. Yeah, he's just wilding around. You can tell, he just... Last place he wants to be is doing his show. Yep. Right 
And he puts on the itchy and scratchy cartoon and he goes into the dark hallway and he lights up a cigarette and we hear a voice and that's a disgusting habit. And Krusty says, Krusty starts to talk back, but then he realizes who the voice came from. And it is his father. And the Krusty breaks down, starts to cry, as his father gives him a hug. Yes. Daddy, they hug. Okay. And he calls him his son again. Herschel, right? <laughs> My son. And so we get a very touching moment here between Krusty and his estranged father. Yes. And now Krusty comes back out to his show. This time he is extremely happy and he is happy to introduce his estranged father to the crowd and he starts to sing oh mine papa right and they both start to sing it together so everybody they get a big applause at the end and then we cut to other people watching the show we got we go to moe's tavern and moe's like trying to play it off he's like i got something in my eye And I like how Barney says, here, take my hanky. And uh, Mo reaches for it and he touches it and he looks at it and he realizes how disgusting it is. Yeah, and you see it, there's just green stuff all over it. Yeah, he's like, ah! I think there's hairs coming off of it too. Oh, man. Um, It's just disgusting. At the conclusion of the song, right, Bart hands the rabbi a cream pie. Yep. And he smacks Krusty all over his face with it. And they embrace and laugh, and the show ends like this. You have a happy ending this time. Mm -hmm. Very, very happy ending. Um, Interesting episode. Yeah, we have this uh, new knowledge that not not only does Springfield have a large Italian population. Apparently they have a large Jewish population. They have a large Jewish population too. Which, again, how big is Springfield? But they only have one elementary. That's true. They only have one elementary. So this is very, very weird. The geography of Springfield is... A constant mystery. Yes, one of those mysteries that will probably never be solved. Very true. So, uh, what are your big takeaway here? Um, I really like, you know, I really like the character of Krusty's dad. You know, like they, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did like the flashbacks from Krusty's childhood because he just looks funny as a kid. Yes. <laughs> he really does. He's, he's already got the hair. Yeah, he already had the, he had, he still had hair on top of his head, but he yeah. still had the, the sideways hair thing going. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a good episode. I mean, it's, uh, it's a little more on the drama side. Like melodramatic. Yeah. Than the usual. Right. This isn't uh, one of the episodes that I would plan to sit down and watch. I may not even watch it on a replay, but every now and then it is a good watch. Yeah, it's a good watch. Um, You brought up something earlier about a continuity error. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just me or maybe it was a a change in the scene, but I thought I saw a couple times where like the color palette kind of changed the episode. Yes, it did. Right. And I don't know if that was a light thing or if that was actually a, you know, a continuity an error. error in that um, too. It's maybe with supplies or something. Yeah. The, 
I think it's probably continuity error, right? Uh, I don't think they, the editing changes the lighting much on cartoons and stuff like that. So it's probably continuity error. Uh, I do like to catch those. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's really weird when you hear uh, Mo talk with uh, Chief Wiggum's voice and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like, it, it feels off. So those kind of things kind of stick in your mind. And that's why the whole Krusty uh, getting uh, discovered by his dad because the rabbi sprayed him in the face with seltzer. But the next time we see him again, his face is in full makeup again. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, out of five donuts, uh, what what would you rate this episode at? It's, uh, it's not a five donut episode. No. Me. Um, I'm stuck between a three and a half and a four. I think I'd give it more of a three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. That'd be fair, because I was thinking three, three and a half. Yeah. So three and a half is a, is a nice one. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not going to turn it off if it's on. No. Yeah, I'm not going to go looking for it. I mean, there are <laughs> certain Simpsons episodes that I would definitely turn off when they're on. Yeah. This like, is one. Like, like the clip shows, you know, when they, oh, God, <laughs> those are annoying. And yes, we will be doing them here too. It's a necessary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the hero that that you guys need. I'm not the hero that you guys deserve, but I'm the hero that you need. There you go. Right. <laughs> that's 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 the truth. Anyway, uh, this is a solid show. Right. Like I said, it's not one of my all-time favorites, uh, but it is um, it is a, a memorable one because of the sentiments throughout the entire episode. Yeah, pretty good. You know, and again, I do like the, the character of Krusty's dad a lot. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we leave today, El Ray? Not a lot. Just keep being safe, everybody. Keep wearing your masks. You know, we're still going through it. Eventually, it has to end, doesn't it? Yeah, eventually it will. All <sighs> things end eventually. Yep, yep, yep. So, until next time, au revoir, suckers.